0: What tabletop RPGer doesn't love dice? I do, and I'm sure you do too. So if you are looking to begin a dice collection, or let's be honest, add to yours, check out Dice Envy. Go through the link in our show notes, and you will be able to find many, many sets of beautiful dice of all different kinds and sizes. When you use the link in our show notes to go to the Dice Envy site, Not only will you be able to shop their entire collection and catalog of various dice sets, but you will also help support this show because a small portion comes our way, which we will then immediately roll back into making this show better for you. So check them out, diceenvy.com, or better still, go to them through the link in our show notes.
1: Hey, Stackers. Do you feel like your games are bland and lacking in atmosphere? Well, fear not, because if you go to BattleBards.com, you can access a whole host of sound effects and background music that can really spice up your games. BattleBards.com offers a Prime subscription, and if you use our stack code STACK, you can get a 20% discount on this subscription. If you are a Prime member, you have access to a soundboard and editing tools, and the ability to stream sounds. This can be useful for adding like a dragon's roar to a final boss encounter or maybe some ambient tavern music for when your players are at the local inn taking a rest. Check it out at BattleBards.com Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon.
0: Previously on Stack of Dice. is going to maybe pace back and forth at the window for a minute, just kind of fuming that she could not get him
2: to stay, and then maybe just sit
0: down and sharpen her axe or something.
2: Farron's trying to plan out the next steps, trying to think if we have to make an escape, are there any clothes here, can I trade clothes or something, act like one of the people and escape if I have to, mm. that kind of deal.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, I think you can go now. Uh, You got two choices. You can go through the basements, or I can take you up to the rooftops.
0: I'm gonna look to Farron and say, I don't know about you, but I prefer the rooftops because there aren't as many people up there.
1: Farron, you have led the way. Your sure-footedness has put you in the mind that you are a good one to pick the path across these tiles, which can be slippery from time to time. And you're just lecturing Tira <laughs>
2: <laughs> right,
1: <laughs> on how to place your foot on these tiles when suddenly it, it just slides out from under your foot and you start to go down. <laughs> Quick as lightning, she sees you go, your feet go out from under you and you sit down and you start to bum, 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 bump down the, the roof and she just grabs you by the collar and you go. York.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I put the helmet on my head and I'm going to... Look at the person she indicated, concentrating on his face. We already checked this group. Everyone's clear.
1: The people of the city have basically quietly made their way out of the city using ways known to themselves. And there is a quiet, staring throng of dark-skinned, short people Their eyes are all trained on this small group on the shore. And they are just standing and watching. Their hands are folded in front of them. Their heads are down, but their eyes are focused on you. Chancho comes out of the crowd, puts his arm around her shoulder, and he smiles at you again. These people don't know the language so good. They wanted to come show you they, they believe in you. They are here to make sure you get away okay. Down below, you see the donkeys wending their way through the the avenue of people. On the other side of the city wall, you can see the guards pushing against them. It's kind of a drone shot down. Mm. (laughs) Hello, stackers, and welcome back to another episode of Stack of Dice. You can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at stackodice, or contact us by email at stack.odice at gmail.com. We're always looking to hear from our fans, and if you have anything to say, we sure would love to hear it. Comments on the show, things you've enjoyed, questions, conspiracy theories about dwarves and mayors, and who knows what else. Oh,
0: come on!
1: <laughs> so we are always looking forward to hearing from you. Please do catch us any of those ways. We want to thank you for joining us as we continue our story. I'm Rhett the DM, and with me is...
2: Meredith as Tyr Ironstag.
3: Michael as Womber-Bash Benson Mum.
2: And Catherine as Farron.
1: And let's get going. Womberbash, you are in the air it's nighttime, like I said at the end of the previous episode. There are bats fluttering around in the air. Tira and Farron, you're on donkeys, and Roland and his brother are sharing a donkey as well. In the first panicked moments of your flight from Tla Kappa, you feel as though hundreds of heavily armed riders are right behind you. You can imagine the flash of rising moonlight on the blue edges of cruel blades. You remember the silent throng of native Khazarans surging into the gate, because on the sultry night air, a song begins to rise. Although distance means you can't understand the words at all, the sound quickly masks the frantic cries of the guards within the city as they try to push their way out. It could well be that the natives are singing of feathered dragons coming to save their city. You shake your heads for the humble people who have put themselves at risk for you, all apparently in the name of an obscure prophecy. Tonight you have witnessed the power of ancient words. And you are plodding along on the ground. Womber Bash, I think you said that you were flying and circling every now and then to let them catch up. But mm-hmm. You're basically providing aerial oversight of everything. Anything you want to do or talk about as you go or you're just content to let the donkeys take you?
0: Yeah, Tira's not much in the mood for conversation right now. A little bit rattled, which she's not used to. Um, and there's just so much going through her head right now. She's just... Uh, a bit of a scowl on her face and
1: face toward the thoughts. jungle. Yeah. yeah, gotcha.
2: How far away are the people behind
0: us?
1: You've basically put 300 yards and then a half mile, you know, so you're pulling steadily away it, it from the city. It sounds like
0: they're really being held up by yeah. the by the villagers who stayed behind to give us cover.
1: And you did not see any other gates on this side of the city. Womberbash, you didn't see any in your flying overhead. Uh, and so... If they are going to come at you from another way, they're going to have to leave some other side of the city and it's going to take longer. For right now, with night falling and the people hemming in the gate, you think that you're getting away free and clear.
2: Okay, then Farron just rides
1: on. All right. Wambrabash, well, are you doing anything else up there aside from scouting? I'm just
3: looking forward. I'm trying to see if there's any like... Um Maybe maybe like an, uh, 300, 400, 500 yards ahead or mm-hmm. whatever. I'm looking for like a clearing since I know it's getting dark. I probably will have to camp there or something. Yeah, this
1: is all grassland. So everything, oh. it's all clear for miles upon miles. I see. I thought the, we were- The jungle is Well, far, we're heading toward it. the jungle. Ah, the jungle yeah. is about a half day's journey away.
3: Oh, wow. I was seeing
1: if there was a cabin just off to the side there. Yeah, no cabins.
2: You have your own.
1: <gasps> That's right. That's right. La Capa seems to be- the only major civilization, uh, anybody who lives in this area probably lives in or right next to the city.
3: My only fear, though, is if I use that, they'll just be able to t- look and see and, like, there they are. Yeah, they that's true.
0: If this is all level, then, yeah, you <laughs> instant fortress and poof. be like,
2: oh, that way. <laughs> <laughs> but you do have a good opportunity to see if you, there's any other of those people, those uh, folk, whatever they, what do they call them? The Oh, the hidden folk. The hidden folk.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't see Any them signs. At, yeah. I mean, it's nighttime, so yeah. maybe not, but. Yeah. You spy nothing of interest. It's just that f- same flat ground, gentle undulation. So it's not perfectly flat, but thick grass.
3: When I turn and look, do I actually see them pursuing or anybody actually pursuing us? No. No sign yet. Nice.
2: Mm. So we really were a lot faster.
3: I'm going to actually, cars? I'm going to swoop down and land. Um, and I'm going to say, I don't, they're not, they're not following us. So I think I can get on
1: one of the donkeys. At
0: all? They're not following us at all? I don't
1: see them. There are three donkeys, and they are all occupied at the moment. I will stay and fly. (laughs) What's the time limit on your wings? Uh, Like an hour. Okay. Yeah. So for an hour, you're welcome to fly.
0: Yeah. Eventually, we are just going to need to... It was half a day away, and we're already at the end. We've been up for an entire day. I don't know that we're going to make it all the way there before having to stop.
1: So you're just going to look for maybe like a little slight depression in the earth to sort Right, so we can get
0: kind of on the other side of it and not throw up the fortress, just kind of make a low camp, probably not even light a fire.
1: Yeah, a fire at this point would probably, it's not, you don't need warmth. It's cool, mm-hmm. but it's nowhere near cold.
0: Yeah, we can just eat dry rations and not worry about having to do any of that and just try and get a little bit of rest before making the final push to the tree line.
1: Okay, You make what you estimate to be maybe two or three miles away and then cross over a small rise. And on the other side, it's just a gentle depression, maybe a foot or two elevation and you settle down.
0: Yeah. I think this is about as good a place as we're going to find before getting to the actual tree line. I think I need to stop and my donkey certainly needs to stop and rest. Um, we can set up a small camp. I don't think we should light a fire. It would be way too visible out in this open area.
3: Womber comes down, and as he, as he beats his wings, the grass kind of like
1: pushes away, pushes, yeah. pushes
3: away, and I, I land, and I'm next thing you know, my wings just shrivel up, and yeah.
1: Roland and his brother still look surprised when they see that. It's going to be a bit for them to get used to this.
0: You'll get used to it. Trust me. I've seen it. So many times now, I don't even blink. I've um, been
1: collecting the shed wings. and <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm assuming that it's kind of disintegrate or something, just dis- decay. I, don't I know. see we, them we, as almost like really...
3: cicada shells. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did he give me the short sword back, or did he like literally take N- it back? Not he's, he's held, yeah.
1: You've not asked for it back, so he's just held on to it. If you want to ask for it, you can. Nah,
3: I guess I'll let it set in that we're friendly.
0: You haven't really... I haven't really used it. Yeah, since you got the Panabis, that's been your weapon of choice.
1: On point.
0: Might as well offload unnecessary weight.
1: You settle into the grass. It's fairly comfortable until you realize that there are little creepy crawly things here. It's a constant din of distant nighttime creatures, crickets, and who knows what. Mosquitoes buzz around and keep you from settling in too comfortably. You will get the effects of a long rest.
0: I don't think we've done anything since the last one. He's so. used some. Oh, gotcha. Some side points. That's right, for the wings.
1: Some per square inch points.
0: And I don't know, you didn't need to use a spell or anything to transform my clothes, did you? No.
2: Okay. I'm just good like that with the with needle. No, <laughs> with rope and. Well, because I remember re- referring to it
0: as an illusion. We'll see how good the illusion is. I didn't know if there was some little.
3: Now, do you already have studs made that you can actually put on your leather, or you have to actually make them? Okay. Yeah, so you can take yeah. Some,
2: yeah. So while we're resting or you know camping out, Farron puts some more studs into her leather armor.
1: Okay. Why don't you roll me 2d10?
2: Roll for what?
1: To see how many studs oh. you put on.
2: Oh. I'll tell you when you- 10, 17 studs.
1: Okay. And where did you arrange those? Are you just kind of working down one side or going across?
2: I am going across the most vital areas.
1: My so face. chest
2: <laughs> and lungs is what I'm going to uh, work on first. Okay.
3: The, All right. Is it a circular area. pattern? Is it a... a...
2: It's a bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> like, like so what, they're what, just what's... equally spaced. Equally spaced? Yeah. Bam. So do you want me to keep track of the number of these no, somewhere? No. Okay. Because, I mean, I don't know how many sets it's going to take to actually... I'll do... say
1: once you get to 300...
2: Okay, so I will keep track. Okay. i like, 300? She just put in 17? If
1: you consider. Yeah.
3: It's- and it's got to be front and back, right? Yeah.
2: I don't know how many I put in the last time. I think you put like
3: 30. Like two. You,
1: no, you, I think it was 37. <laughs> I don't think I rolled. 37 and a half. You didn't roll. That was just me <laughs> coming up with something.
0: It was 290. Right? <laughs> I think so. so
1: I think now- that's
3: reasonable, though, because it's going to take time yeah. um, to add it. and
1: Yeah. Yeah, so we're adding a new game element here of crafting armor, and we'll see how it goes. Actually, roll another d10, because <laughs> it, know, I it know, will look, take forever bad. for that.
3: That was 80.
2: Oh, D! What eight. the-
1: Eight. <laughs> she rolled So that. A total of 25.
2: Yeah, so I can be eight, yeah. Awesome. Thank you.
1: Farron engages herself in adding more studs to her armor. Tira, I take it you're just kind of staring moodily
2: yeah,
0: into the night. I'm going to- Keep a lookout, I guess.
1: Okay. Womberbash, you're picking bugs. Womberbash is just
3: like (laughs) sprawled out with arms and legs out and just laying up, looking up at
1: the the sky. Roland and Cuthbert are conducting a quiet conversation amongst themselves.
0: Cuthbert. I don't remember hearing that name yet. You haven't. All right.
1: And the night passes. As you rest, it's been a long day. It started with you crashing into a lake from the sky. And this is the end of it, so a lot has happened in that short amount of time.
0: It was all the same day. (laughs) That was all the same
2: day. We we had, like, how many recordings? Four? I know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Once or twice through the night, you do hear a distant noise. Tira, as you poke your head up above the rise, you see the far distant twinkle of little lights, perhaps a sign of searching patrols from the city. There seems to be no real order or rigor to their searching. And they quickly fall back to wherever they came from. And then dawn comes, the sky purples, and then lightens. And it is full day before too long.
0: All right, uh, we just better press on about how far distant is the tree line at this point?
1: You made it about, like I said, three, maybe four miles. Donkey's pace, you're probably looking at another 25 miles or so.
2: So it's morning. Yeah, it Um, is morning. Do we have like elven bread or something that we can... (laughs) Do we have some rations?
1: Take a look at your inventory. Uh, You may or may not have them. I don't know.
2: I don't have them. And I actually noticed that I didn't even get like any kind of traveler's pack or anything.
0: I miss
3: that guy's food at that guy's place.
0: Yeah, it would be nice to have something hot. And
3: I wish I would have got that honey before
1: we left.
0: Oh, you never got it, did you?
1: No. Well, Cue the sad sitcom music. Yeah. Uh, well, can't you, worry
0: about that right now. You
1: do find little bugs crawling, like you lift a leaf and there's some bugs under it. So if you want to go that route, you can, or you can just suck it up.
2: Yeah, Farron's not going to do the bug thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean she's, I, she knows what bugs she can eat, but it's not.
3: I'll eat at bugs, that point. but I see that as like an emergency. Mm.
1: Okay. Well, your stomach's grumbling. The donkeys rise from their resting positions. Do I see any deer or anything
3: like that in this area? No. Any no droppings? No. F- hmm.
1: uh, if you're really, really looking for it, yeah, you'll you'll see signs of animals, but you don't see the animals themselves.
0: We'd better just move as quickly as possible. Perhaps we'll run across some small animals as we go, but. That tree line is still pretty far distant, and we need to get there as quickly as possible. How
3: fast are these donkeys going? Probably not that fast, right?
1: They can cover about 50 miles a day, but it's a constant pace, and it would be about a 12 to 15 hour day of riding, so a lot of time. Oh, okay. You'd feel pretty jolted. Yeah, I
3: was going to say, I was going to ride along, I mean, run alongside, but I think I'm just going to fly.
1: Okay, so you'll be spending side points the whole time to do that. Okay. It's going to take you about, I'll say, eight hours Okay. between six and eight hours to make the distance between where you are and the distant dusky line that represents the jungle's edge. It's going to be about 40 side points total if, wow. I, if I were to do it. But um... And you can alternate between them. Maybe. Yeah, I was
0: going to say you can fly for an hour or two. And the donkeys move at a
1: steady pace, but it's not fast. So if you wanted to kind of jog alongside at a light trot, you could do that. I'll just start jogging for a while.
2: Donkeys, I read some in the book that donkeys can carry like 200 and some pounds as well. So how much do you weigh? I'm like a... He's, a, he's like a full-size
0: yeah, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, true, that's true. I'm
3: 170 pounds. Plus
2: we so. have two
0: men on the
1: other side is pretty so small.
0: Uh, I still weigh 137 though.
1: Okay. Stocky.
0: Hmm. Sto- yeah, exactly.
2: I mean, I'm just saying Sturdy. that if we have uh, Roland and Cuthbert on one donkey, yeah, that's then it would stand to reason you could that split if, you, if you wanted to, you could share a donkey. Yeah. I'll,
1: I'll Again, run. we're not going to make a huge I'll deal run. out of this. Okay. Okay. The air has warmed up considerably in the hour that you've been up and moving. And so it's with relief that at last you see the dark wall of the jungle looming ahead. The donkeys approach the ranks of tangled trees and come to a confused stop. Basically, you have a choice. You can go left to the west or east to the right. Now, keep in mind that the volcano is to the east, to the northeast of where you are. You can still see its high pinkish brown slopes rising above the jungle.
2: Farron tries to make sense of where they might be in relationship to the map she's been constructing. And she's curious about the feather That was in the mural. Mm -hmm. So she wants to uh, recommend to the group that we go in that direction. It's just that I don't know what direction that is. Like me, Catherine doesn't know what what direction that is.
3: Is it so high that there is a tree line that, like a definitely tree line that stops?
1: Yeah, it has a timber line uh, where the trees stop at a certain point. Well, actually, no. Let me back that up. Uh, There are no trees on the surface at all. Mm. Either the slopes are too toxic or maybe there was a recent eruption or something, but trees are not growing up the slopes of the mountain.
3: Um, how far away is the volcano from the tree, the line of... Uh, that we're From just, where you are? Yeah,
1: from where we are. It's really hard to tell. It's hazy in the distance. You can see a little bit of a glow emanating from it. So maybe there's something mm-hmm. going on in its inner core. Grief.
0: Well, whatever the case, we have now been... Basically, a full day without any food. If we've reached the tree line, we need to start foraging or something,
1: mm-hmm.
0: hunting. I don't know what.
1: Everyone, roll initiative. Oh dear. This is only to put turn order in place. Okay. And don't don't add anything. To okay. It. Eighteen. Just a straight number. Four. Ten. Okay, so it's right around the table. All right, Meredith. You do spy a bush that is just barely poking out of the edge of the jungle. Uh, It does. Well, why don't you describe the bush to me?
0: Oh, um, I'd say it's very densely leafy, Mm -hmm. but the leaves, I suppose, look, I was going to say it's very wild looking, which obviously it's growing wild in the jungle, but um, kind of sharp edged leaves, sort of like a holly leaf, but not necessarily a holly bush. Um,
1: and it is a fruit bearing. Yeah, it, I was going to say, it perfect.
0: does have berries on it. I was literally just thinking, do I have anything on here that would allow me to... Uh,
1: you could do a nature check.
0: Okay, to tell if they're edible. All right, so I will, not you.
1: I'm bracing myself know, for the accusation to come. No, no, no. <laughs> I
0: mean, I, I, I was looking for a check that had to be done to find out. Because uh-huh. I was looking to see, do I have like that ability yeah. anywhere? But just a nature check, which is one of my lowest... Is my lowest... <laughs> Of course. <laughs> Intelligence is my lowest score. So here we go. Seven t- uh, 18.
1: Okay. You see animal droppings right next to the bush. Okay. Uh, they have little fragments of berries in it. All right. So it would appear that these are edible.
0: It looks like these berries are edible and she's going to dive toward that. <laughs> what?
1: Yeah, I can <laughs> just see it.
0: the computer.
1: I, no, I can see it in my mind. Yeah. Tira just...
0: I think we can eat these. And she's going to dive for that thing and just like shake the bush and see how many she can get to come off. Okay. And then just start scooping them up. Describe the fruit, Timmy. Uh, they are small, round berries and dark, almost black. Mm-hmm. Um, n- not a terribly shiny skin, uh, sort of a matte. And, you know, they not the kind of thing that if you weren't hungry, you wouldn't be like, ooh, those look super good. But,
1: it's food. It's food. Okay. Yeah. First, right. she's seen in a day. Yeah. So you gather enough to to share between the group.
0: Well, she's eating as she picks up. Oh, yeah. I'm just I'm expecting that they're gonna dive behind me and get their own. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay.
1: You're on your own then, team.
2: She's like, I'm, I'm not that's, serving. That's you. why I made the
0: announcement. That's why I made the announcement. I yeah. think we can eat these and then dive toward yeah. the bush.
1: And there are other bushes in the area too. None of them are growing out in the open. They're all under the eaves of the jungle, and the jungle's very tangled here, so you can't really push in very well. But there are you do see others sticking out here and there. So you're welcome to help yourselves. The taste is what?
0: Tart, uh, but not bitter. There's maybe the tiniest bit of sweetness on the back end, but the initial taste is fairly tart.
1: Okay, good. And I take it you all eat your fill as well? Yes, Excellent.
3: I'm gonna grab some, but I want to look for other vines hanging from the trees and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, sure,
1: creepers. Okay, and I'm that. gonna
3: take uh, my my panamas and cut one of the thicker vines mm-hmm. and try to drain some water out of the uh, out of the vines.
1: Uh, you get kind of like a pulpy mess that comes out, and it has some water in it, but it's more vine than water. Okay, I'm, I'm good with that. I need some roughage. <laughs> All right, after you fill yourselves, you feel a little bit better.
0: I'm also. I'm gonna store some i'm gonna grab a good couple of handfuls to put in my pack with me
1: okay the donkeys have also been nibbling at the bushes more at the leaves than at the berries themselves but if they get berries it doesn't seem to bother them neither do the spiky leaves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they are just content chewing their ears their heads kind of hang down as they eat it's hot out now clouds of insects have emerged from the jungle and scenting fresh food they circle around you, biting mm-hmm. and non-biting insects. Is
3: is the the bottom of the jungle like moist? Is there like mud or around or whatever? Is it moist? Not here.
1: Okay. Not here. It's the the ground isn't in a depression, but it's it's just elevated enough that anything kind of runs off and doesn't pool any particular place. Okay. And so you continue back on the donkeys. You make your way carefully. Are you staying close to the jungle or? Oh you... yeah, okay. for
0: sure. Protection of the tree line. Yep. Yeah. Is heading eastward around the edge, trying to look for a, a more likely place to, to dip into the jungle, I guess, if yeah. we're trying to head for that volcano.
1: Well, the stalwart donkeys plod along. Their only concession to the new irritation of the insects manifests itself as ear twitches and tail swishes and annoyed grunting. And then one of them steps into a squishy part where water has begun to pool. And Tira, looking off to the left into the jungle, you see that... Uh, there's a gentle depression that as the further it gets into the jungle, the steeper the walls get, and then you see a delicate arch of stone going over as a little stream tumbles along underneath it and then just spreads out into this marshy area where you are.
0: Hmm. I'm going to head towards that stone arch to get a closer look at it, see if there's any markings or any indication of what it's doing here. Was it part of a building at one point?
1: No, nope, it's not. It's completely natural. Oh, Okay. It is again you're you're standing in a valley and when I say valley it's yeah maybe 5 or 6 Relative foot walls on valley, either side yeah. and then at about the halfway point of this valley there's just a natural stone arch going over connecting one side to the other
0: All right as she approaches something clicks in her memory Wait Farron, doesn't this kind of remind you of that depression in the mural on the wall Yeah it does I think we're on the right track. And she's kind of looking around. You said that there was kind of some sort of water in here. Is it clear or is it muddy?
1: It's clear here, but it's shallow enough mm-hmm. that it, it does have a fair amount of mud mixed in, but mm-hmm. it looks drinkable. If that's what you're going for. Wummer bash, is yeah. dipping
3: down and grabbing that mud and smearing it on his arms and his legs. Yeah, you feel immediately cooler. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and
1: the bugs don't bother exactly. you as much. Yep. Except for the burrowing bugs that are in the mud. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but they're just going to my skin. and That's <laughs> not a big idea. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Tira is going to uh, run for that pool, such as it is. It's a stream. Is it a stream? Yeah. Okay, good. So it's moving. Yeah. So it's not stagnant. Good. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. So you're going to run for that stream. Um and even, even though she's hasty for a drink, she's going to be slow and careful so as not to stir up any more mud than she has to. Yeah.
1: And but get, then... make sure you keep the cryptosporidia in it. And... Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to take a few handfuls, cup to her mouth, and then get out her water skin and say, like, you know, we, we may not see any, any more water for who knows how long. We better fill with this while we can. Right. It's, it's better than nothing.
1: The other dwarves are filling their skins as well. And then you
3: guys turn to look and Womber bash is peeing in the water. <laughs> Upstream. <laughs> Upstream. No.
2: Well, Farron took some water before that, before that
1: happened. And as you're gathering, Tyria, you kneel down and your knees grate on something.
0: Wait, what is this? It it's a of piece of stone. A piece of stone? Yeah. It, is, it, is it all covered up? Or is yeah, it? the
1: grass has grown over it. But as you start peeling that away, you realize it's flat on top, like it's been shaped.
0: Huh, I'm gonna keep pulling grass away. Are there any markings? What What is no this? No markings,
1: but there are other stones and it looks like you've uncovered maybe an old road.
0: <gasps> you guys, come look at this.
1: It follows the length of the stream back up into the jungle. Wow, Um.
0: and you, you said there, there are cut stones.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Somebody somebody placed these here. This is not a naturally occurring uh, stand of rocks. I think this is a road. It looks like it's it's leading into the jungle. I mean, if, if we can kind of clear a path around it, we, this may be a way to get further in. Obviously, it, it's grown over on the ground, but how thick is the uh, vegetation around it? Like, can we get through it, or do we need to kind you of hack our it. way?
1: It is slightly overgrown, but it's not nearly as tangled as the other jungle that okay. you've been skirting.
0: Bash, maybe day. get your Panabas out in case we come up against any real obstacles, but I think this, is, this may be a way for us to safely pass through this jungle.
2: I agree. It definitely looks like a road. Maybe evidence of the hidden folk?
0: (gasps) It could be. I mean, I really do think that this stone arch is what was being depicted in that mosaic.
2: Well, we have no other leads, so I say we follow the road. I agree.
1: All right, you make your way north. The trees press in very quickly. The sunlight overhead is filtered out, and it makes for a very steamy time under the foliage. There is a very expectant hush, silence. It's almost as though somebody's draped a blanket over the world and any outside noises are gone. No breeze. And you do feel like somebody or something is watching.
0: Oh, man.
1: And Michael, it's your turn. Oh, my
0: word. I forgot we were even in turn <laughs> It's
1: yeah. very loose, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as you walk along this uh, faint trail through the jungle, you smell something, uh, something plant-like you want to describe what the plant is, what the smell is like, that kind of thing.
3: Yeah. It's got sort of a maltiness type of smell to it. Um, and it's probably more of a fungus actually, and hmm. a plant and, um, it, Malted hops. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, it's, I smell it, but I, I, I smell earth and dirt around it too. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm like scurrying around looking for this. Uh, and it's a very familiar smell—a smell that I know, um, and I love, and uh, I'm excited. I'm getting really excited.
1: Now, are these the funnel lugumugin mushrooms <laughs> that? you <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> it, it, yeah there, there's some sort of mushroom uh, that I'm smelling, and I can. I'm just <laughs> looking around and trying to trying to figure out where these things yeah. are. As a matter of fact, I'm going to spend three side points to uh, gain some senses. Oh, great.
2: Not
3: gain, but gain. Okay. keen
2: To gain some senses.
3: You gain keen, so uh, <laughs> that's why I, pronu- I, I combine them. Senses of smell and instinct. So, Okay.
1: Now, are you riding your donkeys or are you walking? I'm at walking. This point? I'm walking.
0: Yeah, I think at this point we're just leading them. Yeah. It's easier to pick through than to try I, and... I would lead.
1: say that's probably the best because there's lots of low-hanging branches and that kind of thing. It would not make for convenient riding. So you're leading them, you find these mushrooms, are you going to do anything with them?
3: Yeah, I'm going to pick them and I'm going to um, uh, tear off the um, the stems, essentially, or I'm going to touch it with my tongue and see if it's like um, acidic tasting. It's not. So I think they're good to go. So I'm going to pull up some of those mushrooms and start putting them in a, in a bag. Okay. And uh, I'm going to start nibbling on them as I as I pick them up. Oh, there's a mushroom over here, guys. I'm sorry, not guys. I got th- some... <laughs> Hey, guys. Hey. Um, I guess there's some mushrooms over here. Edible? Yes.
0: All right. I'm going to add a few of those to my bag.
1: This is a big one.
2: I'll grab some, too.
1: They taste almost meaty mm. as you bite into the stem. Uh, there's just the faintest hint of steak to it.
2: Mm. Nice.
1: It helps you to feel a little more satisfied. Uh, you want to describe what they look like real quick?
3: Yeah, sure. Um, they, uh, there's actually two forms. There's ones that grow right next to a tree, um, mm-hmm. that have a little stem, but then there are some like that are sort of cousin like to those that actually grow a little bit up on the tree. And, um, they're a little, um, they're more brown ish mm-hmm. closer to the trunk. And then it's, it turns a little bit more of like a, a cream color on the ends of the actual edge of the mushroom.
1: Okay. All right. You make your way a little bit further, another couple hours of making your way along this trail.
3: I'm just eating the mushrooms as we as we walk. I'm just popping them in. Like, yes, yeah, that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, and the further you go, the clearer the trail gets. So once you're away from the edge of the jungle, it seems like somebody or something is maintaining this, trying to keep the worst of the foliage from creeping in and choking it back into nature. Do my keen senses allow me to smell humans or other beings? You smell a. Uh, a rich mixture of things most of it is a loamy earthy smell okay very wet and damp and pervasive
3: but we do all of us feel that we are being
1: watched yes correct it's an uncomfortable prickling sensation at the back mostly is how you each feel it hmm.
2: and none of us are going to mention it i suppose
1: <laughs> you all know it tacitly yeah you don't even really need to say right. it.
2: right
0: um, I'm forgetting which of these things that I kind of picked up features and traits that meant I cannot be surprised.
1: Did you pick up alert?
0: No. I, so
2: I have danger sense. I have feral instinct. Does your helmet sense? Other people, do you have to look at something? No, I ha- and- it has to be somebody. I have to like pick someone that I can see.
3: Walmerbesh uh spends uh, five side points, and I'm going to uh, sprout wings, and I'm going to fly up to see how far... The um the path goes. It's
1: everything arches overhead.
3: That doesn't matter. I still
1: fly. Okay, you're flying at ground <laughs> level. <laughs> <You're>
2: like, <laughs> <laughs> How do you even get?
0: Like Does
1: a the wolf. flying help? <laughs> <laughs> you
2: might as well just like go like monkey form and swing around.
1: I've
3: never seen a monkey, so I don't. Oh. I, I, and I, you're not a druid, so you can't squirrel? turn into yeah, a yeah,
2: Squirrel-ish. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding.
1: The air is getting cooler as you move. As the path winds its fitful way through the fronds, there's a distant rumble that gradually begins to resolve into the roar of water. You hear a very brief cacophony of birds chirping, and then it stops. And then you step out at last into daylight and the stillness of the open air to see a bridge that stretches over a rushing river. Only this bridge is not like any that you've ever seen. Over many years, careful hands have worked to extend the roots of a large tree on both sides of the chasm to join eventually in the middle. As the roots thickened, these same mysterious workers filled in the intertwined roots with stone and dirt, and now a sturdy bridge spans what would be an otherwise impassable gorge.
0: Tira is just amazed. Even though it's not all stone, it it actually kind of harkens back to that. Well, it makes her think of that white stone bridge from way back when they very first episode five. Was it episode five? Yeah. It just it calls it calls that back to mind for her uh, because she has the same sense of wonder at it that it just it's so ingenious. It makes her think about how, her, how much her horizons have been widened since leaving home. That she always had this sort of, uh, you know, dwarven pride, which is, is fine, but she always had this conceit that dwarves were the only ones who knew how to do anything. You know, construction and impressive structures belonged to the dwarves. And having seen that white bridge, and now this one made entirely out of roots and dirt, has clearly been planned and uh, painstakingly created. She's just very, very impressed.
1: And so, Stackers, if you're at all interested in knowing what this looks like, if you look up uh, India Bridge Rubber Fig Tree, I've got pictures here uh, that I'll show you. People have actually done this in our world, and they have turned trees into living bridges, which I just thought was such a neat idea, so fantastic.
2: It's definitely an impressive sight for Farron to behold. It also... Reminds her of the twig on the map. Mm-hmm. I mean, Farron is thinking strategically, and she really thinks that this map holds importance on their journey. So she pulls out the map, tries to take sense of where uh, the group may be at this point based on the map, and really thinks that that's the yeah. same. They're one and the same.
1: Yeah, it, it looks very similar. And judging from your rough sketch on the paper or your leather, I forget what you put it on you're probably somewhere between just over a half and less than two-thirds of the way to the volcano, if the map is to scale. Michael?
3: Uh, Bash is going to take this opportunity to fly up now because there's yeah, nothing stopping it him It is here. open here, yeah. And uh, he wants to look to see if he can see anything ahead. Can he, can he notice like a, a widening, a path, a village, a city, anything?
1: You circle up into the air, and you're still on the west side of this you haven't crossed it yet. Uh, you go up and you see stretched out below you the dusky green carpet of the jungle. And then to the northeast is the volcano. From your higher height, uh, you can see more of the rubble slopes there. The path on the other side of this chasm plunges back into the jungle under the canopy. And so you can't make out much there. And you don't really see anything from here. If you want to give me a perception check, you can.
3: Okay. Well, 22.
1: You're about to start descending when suddenly you see a bush move on your side of the river.
3: I'm going to tuck my
1: wings and sort of like dart down. You fold your wings and begin to feel the warm air rush over you. And as you descend, suddenly bushes all around erupt and large lizard-like people spring toward Tira, Farron, and the two dwarves. And that's where we're going to end this episode.
0: Lizard. Uh, <laughs> it's a lizard, uh, people. <laughs> all
1: right so let's go with two experience points each for getting out of the city for making your way to the jungle and for finding the various landmarks and i think we're gonna go into norse battle from here
0: i'm gonna nominate both bash and tira for descriptions of the food we found
1: okay take one each
0: the fairy never had a turn did she
1: not yet
2: Yeah, I suspect they'll he'll get to me at some point Yeah. Now that the battle has begun. I hate it. I hate it. I hate (laughs) (laughs) having to do it. But it's okay.
3: Tira should also get it for finding those berries and stuff too in the description of that.
1: Yeah, that's something that's yeah, that's
3: That's,
1: yeah. It's a big one. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it.
3: I mean, what else did we Uh, Yeah. You guys are dweebs.
2: Um can I nominate myself? Yeah. Yeah, I just did. (laughs) Can I for what? um, well, and I don't know if he's going to give it to me, but um, for my perseverance in maintaining my strategic mind in, re- in relationship to the map and yeah. where we mm-hmm. are.
1: So why don't you and Tira both take one for realizing, uh, first of all, the arch, Tira, that it was linked to the map of the mural, and then Farron for linking the bridge. And I think that'll be good. So why don't we get that recap?
0: All right. Tira... Is 66 points into
1: level 10. Bash is 82 points into level
3: 10.
2: Farron is 39 points into level 10.
1: Okay, you're on the way. As far as you can tell, you're on the way to maybe the hidden folk.
2: <laughs> Something. <laughs> Whatever
1: that is. On to the next big part of your quest. Stackers, thank you for joining us. We always welcome you to our table and we hope you've enjoyed this. Things are going to get interesting next episode, so prepare yourselves. And we'll see you here again next time at Stack of Dice.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, we've never really, never really talked about Farin's that. karen has got to go blow
2: her nose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: Sorry. There's Kleenex on the end table here, babe. Oh, well, I'm already here. <laughs> no, no, you're fine.
3: Karen's going to go to the bathroom too while she's at it.
0: really okay. <laughs> relieving her call.
1: <laughs> she's been around Womber Bash too long. <laughs>
0: No, no, do what you're doing there.